0: Holy fuck, that was nice.
1: What do you guys usually use for recording and stuff like that?
2: I'd have to ask Dave, mate. He's, he, <laughs> we just show up for the free food and the freaking banter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all good. That's all good. I mean, I guess that's one um, good thing you guys have about uh, how you record things as you're all there and stuff like that, whereas we're international, so we're trying to get time zones mix, uh, matching up and, you know, that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. It really helps
2: because we uh, just bounce off each other a lot better that way.
1: Mm. Oh, I bet. And no no connection issues, especially for the uh, Canadians in our group. uh, Their internet is always (laughs) the ones that drop out. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: it's freaking moose.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then then when we had Val on in the early days, so we got a New Zealand time zone, a German time zone, a Canadian, an East... East Canadian time zone, and then Garrison was in California at the time, so then you got a West oh. American time zone, and then Ezra was a central one. It literally took us a minimum of three days during the week to try and figure out when we're recording that matches up with everyone. Yeah, oh, it, it was would have been a freaking nightmare, mate. Oh. Oh, it, was. <laughs> it was. It was diabolical, and we're constantly going. <laughs> we had a full-on <laughs> spreadsheet that we all had access to, and we just had, okay, uh, this day... Just fill out what times of your day you are available, and then wherever the green lines up with the majority of us, that's when we're going to do it. It was, God, it's giving me flashbacks. It was. Oh, you're PTSD. <laughs> 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 uh, well. Speaking of recording. Welcome to the Micro Machines podcast. This week we have a very special guest. However, before we introduce him, we're going to introduce the uh, usual regulars. So you have me, Callum, coming in from New Zealand, and I have a very good Max Green Beret IPA in my hand.
0: Garrison? Well, you got me, Garrison, out here in Kansas. I just woke up for my day and I'm drinking a uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA.
1: Very nice. And we have a special guest this week. A uh, special guest, please introduce yourself.
2: G'day guys. This is Ian from uh, the On The Bench podcast.
1: Ah, that's that uh, American football podcast, isn't it? Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a bit of confusion when uh, we told people, are you? Um, yeah, we got them from On The Bench they're going, why are you getting a sporting podcast on? It... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's uh, no, it's not that one. Um...
2: <laughs> no, you got the OGs on, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have got one of the the OG podcast on. Well, I keep I keep saying we're the newer podcast. We're actually not anymore. We're coming into two years now, and there's a few now. Yeah. Thank um, you. Who's the newest one? Uh, Model. Model Insanity?
2: I think so, yeah, yeah, Model Insanity.
1: Yeah. but Then, then there's a, a lot of talk about new podcasts coming up all the time, so more more model podcasts, the better.
2: Yeah, that's opinion. it, yeah. Wow. It's been a long time. Well, when we started, what, 2017, and wow. there was none.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, that was right before the pandemic and all that. Yeah. yeah a couple of years before that. That was before I even considered coming back into modelling. All right, so this week, Ian has, deci- has um, graciously decided to come onto our podcast, and uh, we're going to give him a little bit of an interview, and you, in the usual MMP uh, way, we're going to throw him into the deep end and do things a little bit differently with our usual 10, 15, 8, 5, however many questions we want to ask, and <laughs> go from there. So, you ready, Ian? Fire away, guys. All right, question one. So who is Ian Kiziaz? What has any. Well, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? Because you've been in the old modeling uh, hobby for quite a while now.
2: Yeah, uh, 48 years I've been modeling for.
1: Whoa. Um, started go. off
2: at the uh, nice little bright age of seven when uh, I think I went over to a, a relative's place for the first time and uh, saw this guy was an avid modeler, and that totally piqued my interest. Went out and bought my first model kit, built it, and from then on, I just snowballed, and I've, uh, yeah, been uh, building ever since. Uh, don't really have a favourite genre of kits, basically whatever takes my fancy at the time, be it naval, armour, aircraft, occasionally sci-fi, uh, automotive, um, yeah, so, uh Quite enjoy the hobby. It's uh, taken me around the world if, if you, uh, once and uh, go to a lot as many shows as I can and uh, just try and support the hobby the best I can.
1: Oh, very cool, because, yeah, you, you haven't really had a break, unlike the sort of typical modelling story of we will start when we're 10, 5, you know, whatever, and then life goes on, you have a break, and then you eventually come back to it, whereas you haven't really done that, have you?
2: No, I've just kept going. Oh, there's been times where I, I haven't touched the bench for about six months. But okay. uh, all in all, I just, I just keep
1: coming back. So how many, how many models do you think you've built so far? Oh,
2: <laughs> hundreds. Over 200.
1: <laughs> Please don't tell me you have them all stored somewhere. No, no. Uh, probably about 20 years ago, I had a
2: massive clean-up and I think it was filled uh, two standard household rubbish bins,
0: Wow. Dead gum. That's a lot of models, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I just had a look at them and going, yeah, I can do better now. <laughs> i <I'm laughs> They're fucking oh, a bit, be like like it'd else be like crappy in the, in the cabinet.
1: <laughs> least, did you at least like, uh, keep your very first one just so you can look back at it and go, that's where no, it
2: No, I didn't, stupidly oh. enough. But I did um, a few years ago purchase the first kit I ever built. Oh, yeah? Which, which I will build in two years' time when it's my 50th anniversary of the hobby.
1: Ooh. Ooh, that's cool. What is it? Um, it's the...
2: Oh, where are we? It's a little Airfix 1600 scale. I'll just grab it. It's... Where are we? HMS Cossack. Oh, cool. In 1600 scale. And when I look at it now, I go, yeah, it's a pretty crappy kit
1: for its age. <laughs> <laughs> Calum knows all about that. Yes. No, yeah, I mean, the very first ship I ever built was the 1600 FX Bismarck. And, I mean, it's an alright kit if you know what you're doing. Um, except I don't. Um, half the superstructure on mine is built upside down. <laughs> Oh, no. um, <laughs> I only realized that when um, two of the guns that sit just in an alcove underneath it suddenly didn't fit. I'm going, hang on, but they're, they're supposed to go into. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's, that's way too long. <laughs>
2: oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: that, that cement is cured way too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. yeah. Sometimes there's just no going back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was 10 when I built it. Nah, that's excusable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even really paint it except for painting the wooden deck. So, I mean, I did remember actually... Callum, the aircraft or the wrong color.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a few years before I even decided to paint my kids. Before yeah. Before then and... it was build them and just take them out the backyard and play with them.
1: Well, I I, I, I tried to do that. I remember doing that with the, my very first one. I still have it. It's so... a, I think it was a fix Hurricane. I only say I think it's a fix because my dad is British, so that's probably the only brand he knew. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to play with it. Boy, was I told I wasn't allowed to. <sighs> a lot of words. <laughs> oh, a lot <laughs> of colorful <laughs> words, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So you've kind of half answered this question already, but we're going to ask it anyway. hmm what is your favourite modelling subjects? Is there a subject you haven't tried yet and are curious about?
2: Um...
1: I mean, being over how many years? Actually, I haven't, years,
2: The only really subject I haven't really touched, to my knowledge, is real real space. Oh, yeah? Um, I've done sci-fi. I've done fantasy. Second World War, First World War. Um, modern, I did, went through a stage where I did all modern, modern aircraft. Um... But yeah, like I said, real space. But that's just one genre in modelling that hasn't really piqued my interest as yet. Um, yeah. At the at the moment now, my main interests are first world war armored cars. Good on you. Yeah. Gallon with that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. we have already <laughs> and, and, I'm, and, and I'm pretty keen on doing as much as I can with the Pacific campaign.
0: Yes. My man. That's it. <laughs>
2: The unloved the the part of the hobby.
1: Oh, I know, right? We literally discussed that the last episode too. That was... That we was had a like shot. a 10-minute conversation about how it's underrepresented. Um, not in the aircraft. The aircraft side is the only one that actually does it somewhat justice. But ground and figures, just like yeah, figures especially. You, the, you, you want to add figures to stuff, but there's just nothing there.
2: Yeah, oh, I totally agree. And, and what you can get your hands on is so stupidly expensive.
1: Oh, yeah. Or just or, shit. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah. Old, really old and, yeah, like, you know, I was saying Japanese figures with the Japanese soldiers where they got the foliage on their back and all of that and uh, marine figures, you just can't find them no. anywhere.
2: No, no. I, I, I've been lucky. I've found a few here and there, but not, not half, not even a 20th of what you can get out there for the uh, European campaign.
0: Which, which I really on... wonder why that, that is the case. I mean, I know Tamiya is not going to do too much with it because, it's. I mean, it's Japan. But <laughs> like Why, like, TACOM or, or Masterbox or, you know, all those other places haven't really went and ran with it
1: the little bit that they have? I mean, because considering how much of, like, say, the U.S. love scale modeling and the Pacific War was... America, there's, you know, like, the American War yep. of yep. World War 2 you'd think there'd be way more, like, call for it? You know, it'd be, like, something that should be very popular over in the States. Yes. No Callum, Normandy. Only if you're an army, war,
0: army boy. <laughs> hey, listen, I love Normandy as much as the next guy. But, yeah, some Pacific stuff would be amazing. <laughs> uh, so... Real
1: space—that's more Dave's wheelhouse, isn't it? Yeah, that's
2: Dave's wheelhouse. He's—he's huge on the real space.
1: Yeah, um, he's been
2: collecting all the Horizon models, rocket ships, and
1: oh, I've got—I'm—I'm going to have to ask him about those because I'm going to buy a couple. Um, Mm. My my mum really loves space exploration, so that's my every gift to her at the moment is something I've built—that's real space. All Um, right. So I've been looking at those Horizon models. Um, horizon models the only downside to space that i find way too much white paint Uh, yes and uh, white paint natural metal yeah the white like painting anything black and white and trying to like not overspray black or something like that is the worst thing in the world yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and also there's just not enough there's not enough subjects same as pacific war just not enough no I, i would urge you though give one a try yeah, one day. <laughs> just not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are talking about ships uh, just before with that uh, very first one you built and all of that, and we spoke about uh, this one, the oh. uh, Fujimi Shukaku. Is that the one? Yeah.
2: Yep. That's it. Got the 350 right. scale Shukaku.
1: Yes. Uh, so, Question three, and some people might gasp at this, you spent <laughs> about eight months, was it? Yep, eight months straight. And how much did you spend on it?
2: Uh, around 1200 Aussie. Oh, my wife would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Most of that was sent on the Fujimi aftermarket photo etch sets, which came <laughs> in at about 60 bucks a pop. Oh, Jesus. And I think there was about eight sets you could buy.
1: Bless your pocketbook. Bloody hell. <laughs> so the, ma- the main question for this one is, what was your experience building this model? How did you build it? What draws you to building ships? And also, how did you avoid being murdered by your wife when she found out the bill?
2: Well, the, <laughs> to answer the last question, that's the uh, the pros of being single at the moment.
1: Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> so I could get
2: away with it. <laughs> um, the Shikaku, I found the kit... Um, I think at a swap meet uh, at a reasonable price. And I've always wanted to do a Japanese carrier. And so I uh, picked that up and then I thought, because oh, yeah, they're pretty basic out of the box.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I thought, oh, well, we'll see what's available. And the only detail sets available were from Fujimi itself.
1: Which sounds like uh, that was the, the hunt
2: price. of going out and oh, for over about a six-month period of obtaining all the, various photo etch sets and detail upsets that i could find and once i had everything that i was happy with um including buying a ton of figures uh either 3d printed or or plastic injection um then 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 the fun thing began then then it was onto the build and did a fair bit of research. Uh, one of the main things I found, which really surprised me, was the uh, the actual coloration of the Val Dive Bombers. Um, rather than being a grey, they were more a brown color. Really. Um, so they had to do some uh, paint matching to get the uh, correct shade of brown. Because uh, I built it up as the uh, first wave for um, the uh, what was it? The uh, Pearl Harbor attack.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: So I researched which aircraft. Um, you won't be able to see it on the photos because it didn't come up, but a couple of aircraft had fails to start, so I've got those aircraft in there without the propellers running, uh, crew members scrambling all over them. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big beast, and, uh, yeah, very happy with it.
0: Detail like that is just amazing, especially on smaller subjects. Like, I mean, I say smaller. It's a huge model seems like but uh like the little aircraft the propeller's not
1: going just oh that's so sweet yeah i mean you see in the photos here in the bottom right that teeny any bitty little 20 millimeter is that was that made up of like separate parts
2: yeah i think there's about six or seven parts in that oh my oh, god oh god and uh, but that's actually for me uh uss england build that one
1: okay which is still same scale.
2: Yep, three fifty, yep.
1: Oh, dear. Yeah, the, I think
2: it was um, the triple AA mounts. That was probably about close to 20 pieces
1: in those. Bloody hell. How, how long would one of those take to build up? Um, first one, about an hour.
2: Um, but then once you get the first one of the belt and you know what you're dealing with, uh, I could usually knock one over in about 20 minutes.
1: Okay, okay. So what draws you into building ships? Because I've seen your collection of, say, submarines. Yeah. And you've built more submarines than I have models. (laughs) (laughs) What what draws you towards that sort of subject?
2: Um, The history. The history of the – especially the Pacific War, the the history of the uh, ship battles and and logistics and so forth has really drawn me into it. And as we discussed earlier, it's highly underrated – uh, you just don't see many of these things built anymore.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, there's also something very appealing about mm. a model ship that, say, mm. a, a yeah. tank or an aircraft doesn't have is the fact that, like, especially carriers, battleships, all of that. In real life, they're so incredibly massive, mm. and, you know, that the scale of them is almost incomprehensible and then the ability to shrink it down so you can see it all in one and something like that and stuff like that there's something about it that just is there's more appeal to that visually than say an aircraft or a tank and,
2: yeah i totally agree with that yeah but, um, for some reason i don't know, just the general public just gets drawn to ship models
1: Especially, especially if they're on a water, like a water scene, there's just something that's yep. just, every everyone gets drawn to it, no matter what. Mm. It's very, they're very satisfying. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. It's
1: like it scratches an itch you didn't know you had. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also because a lot of um, shipbuilders are sort of, to everyone else who just builds tank or aircraft, there's a sort of like mythology around a shipbuilder. Um, you know, just, for a lot of people, it's like how do how do you build something that something that complex and to such a small scale, but something so large? You know, there's this sort of like yeah, there's, there's a mythos. A very high level of respect as well. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. To, to, for me, it's mainly it's you just got to work on sub assemblies. Everything's sub assembly. This sub assembly that, and you, you'll spend six months. And it'll just be bits everywhere. And then over the next final two months of the build, that's when I started to actually see the ship coming together as I started adding bits
1: to the hull. was it it way cool. Absolutely love it. All right, so <clears throat> question four. And I guess we should probably mention this, this part. Um, how did On the Bench start? What have you guys learned from running a podcast for so long? You guys are the original ones. So how, how did it all form, as it were? Every well, podcast has a backstory.
2: Yeah, well, back in 2017, I was chatting with Dave at a club meeting one day, and he's turned around, he's gone, you realise there's no skull modelling podcasts out there? I've gone, no, nah, it has to be, There has to be. He's gone, no, nah, no. Nah. So we had a look, couldn't find anything, and then Dave turned around and says, why don't we do it? I've gone, yeah, why not? We'll try it for a couple of days if people laugh at us and don't listen. Well, we tried and that was it and started off. And like the first 10 episodes, I wouldn't even bother listening to you because they're absolute garbage. <laughs> I know, I know the I feel. We know the feel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. trying to get our feet in the water. But <laughs> nowadays, because we all meet up in the same room. So mm. Dave's got like a recording studio set up at his house and, you roll up in the morning and he cooks us a big continental breakfast and we have a big breakfast with a couple of cups of coffee. And so we're all jarved up and we go in there and just spend an hour and a half, two hours just, just bouncing off each other.
1: That's very cool. So because you guys just started as you and Dave. Um, yes. And then eventually Ian, yeah. uh, Julian turned yeah, up. Yeah,
2: Julian came in and we haven't been able to get rid of him since.
1: <laughs> how, how did, he, how did uh, Julian turn up?
2: Oh, I think we had a segment or something that he just popped in. We asked him to pop in for it, and he decided to and absolutely loved it, and he's been with us ever since, and he's, yeah, a true value member to the podcast.
1: He's also uh, one hell of a uh, car modeler as well. Oh, yeah, he's very good. Yeah, yeah very I think good, we're, yeah. we're planning on an episode on um, modelling cars, so I think uh, I might see if he wants to jump, jump in on that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. It'd be no, quite yeah, good for that. Yeah, you would be probably pretty keen on that too.
1: Um, so, what have you learned about after running a podcast for so long? You know, versus like with your modeling itself, or with interacting with community, and like as you were saying before, you know, you you went to an, a, a convention and people recognized you. Like, what what was that yeah. like? Yeah, that that's weird.
2: Like, we're <laughs> just three guys. Like, we're not we don't consider ourselves well well known or anything. We're just three guys who love the hobby and love to talk about it and do interviews with people so we can inform the general public. And, yeah, then we decided a couple of years ago to go to the Omaha Nationals in America. And, yeah, it was quite weird. People asking me for autographs and wanting to take selfies. And, yeah, it's just – this is just a whole new world for me. (laughs) (laughs) that was a bit strange.
1: (laughs) Well, especially going from, say, like – Australia, to a different country and having people recognize you must be weird.
2: Oh, it was. It was <laughs> just bizarre. You, you, could, you couldn't walk five meters without someone going, oh, are you those Aussies, and that's it. You're gone for the next hour just chatting with this one person. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I had the best time of my life.
1: Oh, that's, that's so cool because, yeah, I was listening to you guys after that and discussing that. Um, Omaha and yeah they, the minute I, I listened to you guys talk about it I was just like right I've got to get myself over there and see for myself mm. and oh. all of that I was planning on going this year but mm, finances uh, not letting me yeah. also, I know da- Dave's going this year oh that lucky bastard
2: um, but I couldn't like you I just couldn't couldn't afford it this year so maybe yeah. in the next year or two I might pop around again catch up with all our friends over there
1: yeah yeah, that would that'd be Really cool. I mean, the only trip I'm going to be making this year model-wise is to um, scale ACT in Canberra.
2: Oh, we'll meet you there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's a a great show, the Canberra show.
1: Mm. And also, Canberra is just quite a nice place to be. Yes. From what I've heard.
2: It is, yeah. It's quite good. Good eateries, some good museums.
1: Oh, yeah. It's got the, uh, was it Australian? War Memorial? Yep. That's the one. Yeah, been dying to go there. I've heard, yeah. seen a lot of good things about it, and I've also got a, quite a bit of family who lives in Canberra as well. So two birds, one stone sort of oh. thing for me. Perfect. Yeah,
2: perfect. And, and you got to try and get to um, the Mitchell Wing at Traylor, which is the um, it's like the storage facility for the Australian War Memorial. Oh yeah, and they've got over seventy thousand different artifacts there.
0: Holy crap! Whoa. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you walk in there; it's like a couple of F eighteen Hornets in storage, and a Messerschmitt two six Messer two and uh, BF one hundred and nine G six. I think it was the Franken the Franken that they got there. Oh the yeah, yep. original paint jobs.
1: Ugh! How the hell did Australia acquire all of that? Uh, <laughs> Don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> if, it wasn't, if it wasn't nailed down, we took it home with us. <laughs>
0: Winners get trophies. You hear? That's
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. So, question five, and this one should be a good one. So, mm-hmm. seeing as you have been a modeler for much longer than us, um, quite a lot longer than us, what <laughs> are, in your opinion, the best and worst changes you've seen in the hobby? You've seen in the hobby. A little spicy question for you. Oh,
2: best, best changes is. Basically, nowadays, the quality of kits is just next to nothing. You've just got some brilliant companies out there, TACOM, EDWARD. Um, we had Wingnut Wings, and now we've got me uh, is Tamiya, just really jumping crazy good stuff at the moment, uh, which we didn't have when I first started. You, you had Matchbox, Airfix, Frog, early Monogram, and look, look, I've got to admit, the Monogram 48 scale kits still, to my in my opinion, are, are great kits, but they're showing their age. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we've got 3D printing, we've got paints, all different styles and types of paints you can use, whereas before them you had your Humbrol tins or Ravel tins. Um, you had stringy glue, uh, which you don't, well, no one uses anymore.
1: Is that the, the old uh, Humbrol poly?
2: Yeah, you know, you, you take the cap off and yeah. you run around the house and just have one big string following you around. <laughs> I, still,
1: I still have the smell of that stuff embedded in my mind. from I was. Oh, yeah. It
2: never leaves, does it?
1: No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, if, if you stuck through
0: all of that for the hobby, you you know you love the hobby.
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you are a dedicated man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember years ago doing my very first photo etch set and... That for me was a massive game changer. It's like, oh, I can replace these bits that are really crappy detail and have something that looks semi like the real thing.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, unless it's the uh, stainless steel one. Or, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> get
2: me started on Dragon Photo Etch. <laughs> Garbage, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> that was the That was the only reason I didn't get that um, ME one six three. Or the 162 for the 48 and 48, the minute you mentioned that photo, which I've come across it and not happening. <laughs>
2: no, nah, nah, you stay away from that stuff.
1: It's garbage. So are there any parts that you've kind of gone of the hobby that you've kind of gone uh, not a fan of that?
2: Um, the only really thing I've found in the hobby that I'm not a fan of is actually it's 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 a new well, because of the online now, everything's on the internet is just idiots. Putting it plain and simple, like someone—you'll find someone who's an average builder or it's their first or second kit. They put something online, and there's always that one idiot who's just going to rag on them. Yeah, and that—that to me is just that's just deadens a hobby a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I I know Garrison gets quite a bit lately for some of his builds. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we'll uh, we'll be able to take a look at one of them later during (laughs) whips. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you get you do get those guys and you usually find the guys who are the loudest about that are not very good modelers themselves
2: oh you ask them to you show know. what they've done and they they disappear
1: yeah or you, you do a sneaky search through their stuff and it's like Mm, that's not painted. That's ooh, yeah. yeah. I don't think you've got much to say, mate. Um. There's, a, there's a
2: big gluey fingerprint in the canopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Go back, go back to your basement, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay. So, what, what do you think was the like the biggest change in modelling? Like the for most me,
2: for me personally it was discovering detail sets. Oh yeah. Where, as I said before, you could get you out of the kit box and just rebuild it Yeah. at a higher level of detail, more accuracy. Oh, so very forth.
1: cool. Yeah. 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 Cause, um, like there has been a lot of leaps and bounds, like very recently as well within modeling. So oh. it's almost unrecognizable, uh, mm. since, you know, since say you've started it and there, are, there are the, there are the guys that try and cling on to the old way, Yes, mm. won't accept reality. Um.
2: <laughs> yes, we we all I, we all know one or two of those people. <laughs> I,
0: I think a, a really good example of the whole like the the model moving forward is if you take like Tamiya's German machine gun set from like the seventies, and then you compare it to the one they just came out with, it's like you you can't even compare them. No. The molding no. is just so beautifully done on the new ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tamiya really picked up their uh, figure game. Oh, have um, they? Ever? They, yeah. they definitely have. From like the, the 1970s kits where the figures are supposed to be 35th scale, but they look very cartoony. Yes. Very goofy. Yeah, yeah they look more like a toy, toy soldier than a, a model. It's. um. Oof, (laughs) and 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 so you say about you know kits getting better and you know Tamiya especially is known for the whole shake and bake and all of that. You Mm -hmm. still you still get the guys that are like, no, real modelling is you have to fix a model kit to make it right. And it's like, no, that um, I mean I build I like to build vintage kits myself, and I know how bad some of them can be. I just roll with it. I'm just whatever, but. I still like a kit that goes together well because that's what they're supposed to do.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, they're not supposed to have a
1: life. Like,
2: I, I used to deal with the odd, really crappy kit, but that was basically only if, that was the only game in town. Yeah. Yeah. No other company made that, made that particular vehicle, and so you had to stick with it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It, it really depends on your definition of what is modeling, doesn't it? Hmm. In mm. a way. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, a lot of people say modeling is, you know, changing the kit, fixing issues, scratch building to make it work and stuff like that. Whereas other people, it's the process of building it together. It goes well. And then you paint it and you have a very, like a much more detailed representation of a model. Mm. It's, it's very old versus new wave, we'll say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Old, old
2: school and new school.
1: Yeah. Like new, new school doesn't put up with errors in a kit because we're in the we're in the sort of technology age of you shouldn't it shouldn't be happening most mm-hmm. of the time
2: well, well my, no my, my way of that. thinking that nowadays is I'm just too old to put up with that crap that as well <laughs> <laughs> there you I go have, I look okay why am I bothering with this when I can buy the same subject from a more modern company that's going to fit better it's going to have better accuracy and I'm going to enjoy the build a
1: lot more Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So question six. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be a good one. So we have a segment on our podcast Mm -hmm. that we run occasionally. Um, We call it Hill to Die On. Right. Uh, And this is when you have a hot take of your own that of the model um, hobby, you know, an opinion that you will plant your flag on. And we've done this a few times and we get roasted for it, but that's the whole point of it. So Ian, what is your model hobby hill to die on? What is one thing that is your that you will be uh, steadfast on?
2: Myself?
1: Um, with my own modelling or, or, or what I believe should be a general? Your general opinion on something within the modelling hobby? Well, well... <laughs> Everyone has their own thing. Yeah.
2: Right? That's the one thing. And and my thing to dine is people who gatekeep. And yes. that is one thing that just gives me the irrits in the most major way. Like nowadays you've got the younger kids are getting into Gundam and all that sort of gear. And there's like these old timers around my age and they go, oh, that's just garbage. They're just playing with toys. Nah, they're building a model.
1: Mm. Get over it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, so Gundam I'll, kits are incredible. Yeah. The stuff Bandai do. I mean, how how do you injection mold a part that's on a sprue that you clip it off and it bends? It's got a hinge yeah. in it. Like how yeah. how how does that work? Yeah. I still don't know. <laughs> no, no.
2: And like for example, Gundam's not my genre of building. Yeah. But I really appreciate the workmanship that people put in it. Oh, mm. for
1: sure. Yeah, especially when they repaint them and they've just got, like, all these different colours. And there's one thing that a lot of armour guys especially miss out on is painting with different colours. Yeah. You know, apart from Dunkelgal, grey, <laughs> r- green and brown.
2: Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah now you can go, go red and town. purples and <laughs> all sorts of crazy colours. Hmm.
0: Well, that was... Yep, go Garrison. I was just going to say the, the occasional United Nations build with the white. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will never do that.
2: <laughs> very, very rare to see that done. Oh, that,
1: that's because like, that's it's like real space stuff. It's um white is not your friend.
2: No, white and yellow. Yeah,
1: yeah. The the, the two worst colours in the world. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree, mate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's... Yeah, but that's my thing to die and, like, get rid of gatekeepers. Let everyone have their go.
1: Absolutely. That is a... We we support you on that hill. We will support you on that one because uh, we... Yeah. You do see it quite a bit and it's like, okay, you want to build... You know, you're building a model. You want... I don't know. People get this weird... Bug up them, bug up them about if you're going to build something, it has to be absolutely 100 percent right. I'm mm. saying like, no, it doesn't. You can do whatever you want with it, but they just don't understand that aspect of it. Yeah, and it comes down to what is your definition of modelling. That's um, right. Yeah,
2: like some people go crazy about getting the exact right shade. Like you, you see it all every day online. The big argument with the German grey.
1: Oh, what oh, is the right God. shade
2: of German grey? Well. Yeah. Who freaking knows?
1: Mm, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> well, I like to point out, if someone's saying that argument, it's like, well, it depends on which factory it came out of because they usually just used, especially late war, they kind of just used whatever they had. That's right. <laughs> you know, if it looked grey, yeah, that will do.
2: And, yeah. and when they are in the field, what they cut the paint with?
1: Whatever they have. Diesel,
2: petrol. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, Did God. they
2: apply it with a gun? Did they apply it with a mop? Did they apply it with a rag?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's nothing's one size fits all for every model. So
2: exactly, it's to me, it's whatever the builder is comfortable with. Yeah, if you're happy with what you've done, good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very true. Okay, question seven. If you could have any subject or vehicle brought out as a model kit that hasn't been, what would it be, and whom would be your brand preference for that kit? It could be anything in the world that isn't 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 as a kit. What well, here's one yeah, thing I you know
2: exactly. One I've been harping on for the far, past few years. No one makes a 148 scale Japanese Jake float plane. Really? Nope. And then we're talking about the most prevalent prevalent float plane the, the Japanese used during the Second World War and you cannot buy a 48-scale kit of it. Hmm. That is,
0: it's, yeah, really interesting. I'm surprised Tamiya hasn't
2: jumped mm. on that. And for, for the brand, either Tamiya or Edward.
1: Let's see, I'm just having a look at... Oh, that's the... That's the Jake. Hmm. It kind of... It's like the sort of the Japanese version of the German Arado Correct, yes. Have you um, have you seen uh, Rex's hangar? I think he did a uh, video on the Jake.
2: Yeah, I may have. That I was... may have. I, I watch a lot of videos of it. <laughs> 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 they all blend in after a few years.
1: Okay, so that's the one that you want uh, brought out. What do you think is the most overrepresented uh, vehicle in modelling? Jeez,
2: <laughs> oh, overrepresented. But then yeah, it's, a, it's a funny thing because hmm. – the reason overrepresented is because people want them. They wouldn't be built. They wouldn't be manufacturing if people didn't want them. Yeah. Like you always hear the thing: "Oh, not another one hundred nine, or not another Tiger tank, or not another Sherman." Well, they made tens of thousands of these things. Everyone loves building it. So wh- when it comes to overrepresented, I really don't think there's anything. It's it's what the people want.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of people say. I mean, I'm on camp we want more of the lesser known stuff. But at the same right. time, yeah, it's like you do need to update kits as well. Oh, true. You know, you can't have like a zillion tigers, but made from the seventies. So, oh, no. you know, you, especially if they're like the Tamiya seventies ones or something mm. like that, you know, it's, they're all right. But, you know, so I do, I do You get, you also need to update, update kits and all of that. And that's how people end up with stashes. Cause they've bought a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> years and years and years ago and then the brand new one comes out they're not going to build the old stuff no you know no, then, so. they got
2: my, then they got the problem i come up with is i oh, now I've got to offload about 12 kits <laughs> <laughs> I can make room for the new the new branded stuff uh
0: first world problems
1: uh, yeah i know right well all, all you do is you offload all the old vintage stuff onto suckers like me who will happily build them
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when when Edward brings out the P forty B slash C, like I'll be offloading all my Airfix ones.
1: Well, there you go. Ooh. What was that? I think someone's just joined uh, on the old Discord. Oh, it's Clint. Ah, it's Clint. Hang on, we'll get him in on the. Uh... Yeah,
0: Clint. Uh, Clint also works night shift, so <laughs> our schedules are a little wonky. <laughs>
1: That's why we can get the Americans on it this time. They're yep. always awake.
4: <laughs> uh, hello, gentlemen.
1: Hey, you Clint. You're just a little bit late, but, you know, that's I all did, fine.
4: <laughs> I, I'm sorry about that. It's, I had to clean out Bjorn's cage, uh, the hedgehog, and he was uh, took a little bit longer than uh, I thought it would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it
4: happens, buddy. Yeah, he made a good mess today. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight.
1: Mm-hmm. So we've talked about, um, so you're getting a little bit of background on uh, our podcast uh, regarding the Stug. Right. <laughs> the old Stug three. Uh, we uh, We're not a big fan of them. We don't. Yeah, oh, really? speak for yourself. Except for Clint, but, you know, we all <laughs> make mistakes. Um,
0: and Don, I don't, I don't like
1: hate them. them. They're just a bit, yeah. Uh, so the Stug is a controversial, uh, hated tank on this podcast. What are your thoughts on it as in, as a real-life vehicle or a model subject?
2: Well, I've actually built one.
1: <laughs> I mean, um, who hasn't, to be honest? Yes. <laughs> or who hasn't um, got one in the stash? I mean, I'm a hypocrite because I've got one.
2: <laughs> I, I Honestly, I don't mind them. I don't mind the old Stug. I've always um, liked the Stug since the days of playing the old um, close combat computer game. We used okay. to be able to uh, field a Stug and I always found that, yeah, that's a tough little vehicle. That I'll have to build that one day.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could get crucified. Some of them look good. Some of them not so good. But we, we have this whole thing on our podcast of we're – we did an episode Archer, you know the the British Archer tank destroyer versus yes. Stug, and that's when we had eight people on arguing for about an hour over friendly this. friendly
0: arguing, by the way. Yes,
1: yeah, we'll slight s- disagreement, <laughs> yeah. slight disagreement, and that was um. It only took me twelve hours to edit that. Uh, <laughs>
2: but now, per- personally, I don't mind. I don't mind them as a subject. They were an interesting vehicle. They were. Uh, well used, they made a fair few of them, and the uh, the general slogger in the German uh, Wehrmacht they absolutely loved them.
1: They did. They definitely did get better. I mean, I still like the uh, the short. I will say, I like the short barrel, um, yep. close support ones. I do like those. Those ones. Those ones are the nicer ones. that yeah, uh, Garrison or Clint. Do you have any anything else you want to ask, Ian? actually i've got a question when so when you are building um do you have like do you listen to stuff in the background are you like a video watcher or are you like full dead silence like full concentration oh, no. what's your no, style no
2: no no um my neighbors usually complain when i start modeling oh um, that's usually when the windows start shaking because i'm either blasting a bit of motorhead or something like that
4: oh
1: hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like
2: while i'm modeling <laughs>
1: They're just sitting there going, God, he's on the bench again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
2: usually good, 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 loud, heavy metal, or, or occasionally I might even listen to a, a podcast or um, something on YouTube, not watching it, just turn the screen off and just listen. But no, I'm not, I'm not one who can really do much modelling when it's just too quiet. Got to have some background noise.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> All right, so unless Garrison or Clint, you have anything else for Ian?
4: Um, no, I'm good. Uh, sorry, I thought you was a football podcast when he first said he was going to have you on.
2: <laughs> oh, good, right? <mate>, oh, good. <laughs>
4: it's like, why the hell would they we be doing something about American football? Who even <laughs> watches that?
1: <laughs> that sort of concludes the uh, end of Ian's little interview segment. Cool. I hope he doesn't hate us too much. Um, no it was all good. It went well. <laughs> So we are going to have a quick little intermission here, and mm-hmm. then we're going to be back with uh, Hobby News and Whips and all of that, and Ian's decided he's going to join us join us in for that. So yep. he gets the full MMP experience, that poor bastard. Oh, really? um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's all we... fun,
2: mate. Right? It's all fun.
1: <laughs> all right. We will be back in just a moment and we are back and we uh, of course after every intermission we go into the good old hobby news we find out just what all the good stuff is coming out and uh this one the the next slide is not for garrison but it is for clint oh
4: and they're 135th oh
1: i ain't gonna lie those look fucking good (laughs) (laughs) from yes from border model (laughs) in 35th scale they're they are releasing a Stug 3, but it is the Stu 42 Alps G, which is basically a Stug 3 with a 105mm cannon in it. And also an oh. SDKFZ251-1 ALFs D, which is why Clint is now currently changing his pants. We all uh, know how much them. he loves it.
0: Yeah, I think we need another intermission. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, yeah. I will. Now,
4: are these also just dragon uh, reboxes? So,
1: I hope not. Nah.
4: I uh, know the Das work one is just a dragon rebox.
1: Yeah, I think I think board are their own stuff, aren't they? they don't do yeah. reboxing, do they? I have no idea. Yeah, well, I've, I've already got i already know. got
2: thirteen in me in me stash, so Stugs? I don't need any more. Stugs, 51s. Yeah, no,
1: um, the two five ones. Nah, it's not enough. You need a few more. You may- oh yeah, there's like
4: 22 different official variants and yeah. hundreds of uh, unofficial.
0: I should uh, you should hide your address because Clint will come out there and steal your kits.
2: <laughs> it's a fair travel.
1: I'm worth worth it. It. <laughs> I mean, the I'd say the main SDKF the main two five one I want is the uh, the drilling one. The you know the uh, triple mount. Yeah, mm Yeah, yeah. Those ones. Yeah, i got ones. the
2: dragon boxing of that one. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, my my favourite's always the
1: twenty two. twenty two, Clint? Which one's that? uh,
2: uh
4: let's see, I don't know. I of my head.
2: It's the one. Is, is that the one with the pack forty three on it? I think so. Was it the anti tank one?
1: Yeah, with the with the, giant, the with the uh, long seventy five barrel on it.
4: Yes. Yes. I that
1: was the twenty-one. Yeah. Whatever.
4: Yeah. It's the twenty-something. Right, but yeah, yeah those,
1: those ones 20. are cool. Yeah. From um, Armor Hobby in seventy-second scale, we are getting an F six C Mustang. The Ooh. uh, the F six is uh, the French, uh, Mustang. So we have a very nice French livery on it. It's a new edition, and well. You can't really go wrong with Armour Hobby. I mean, they they were runners up in the uh, 2023 MMP um, brand of the year. So it's a lovely kit. It does look good. It, uh, I built the
2: one a few years ago for the Moosaroo Cup.
1: Oh, the um, the uh, the B variant was it? Yes. Yes, they look good. Ah, was... it's a
2: stunning kit. It really is. Like. I think there's close to about 20 decals just for the co- interior. Oh,
1: Jesus. Wow. That yeah. was 70 seconds, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. It, it, it's oh, got a God. Cockpit,
2: It's got a cockpit that will put most 148 and 30-second scale kits to shame.
1: Oh, bloody hell.
2: Jeez. Oh, <laughs> They're proud of that one.
1: <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. I do, stunning I do remember you saying that you, there is a. it is a bit... Of a uh, bastard to put together, though, if you don't follow the instructions exactly. Oh, it
2: is. Yeah, you you you've really got to follow the instructions
1: to the T. And I think that was all, that was every podcast that was making it. that was like, oh, mm. yeah, we screwed up this bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Now the, the only thing they could really do was basically fix up their wheels. I found the, the wheel, the tires, the tire tread pattern on everyone that did the Moosaroo. The um, it was off. Mm. No, the rules for that
1: year was you had to like it had to be like almost like correct wasn't it no yeah yeah,
2: yeah no, no aftermarket or anything it had to be built out of the box
1: it doesn't help when the out of the box has got a mistake in it yeah got to <laughs> sand it. you
2: have to sand down one whole side of the um the tread and then rescribe it in so it
1: matches oh, oh god oh, god but, yeah, yeah. did you not do a fun job did you do that yeah Oh God! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
2: yes, it was crazy.
1: Oh, that will wall away about a day. <laughs> oh, easy. <laughs> All right. Up next from Edard, we have a BF 108 in 48 scale and a Spitfire Mark uh, da, 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 da,
2: Nine
1: Nine. Thanks. Nine C late version in 48 as well. These are both uh, Profi packs and. I gotta say, I want both of these, especially the BF one hundred eight.
4: It is a great little kit. I built that well oh, by
1: six seven years ago. So this is just be these will be uh, re-releases. I take it with new tools, yeah, new, uh, new parts. I've, I've
2: got the nine C in my collection.
1: Huh. It's been out for a few years. They must have added in new parts. Then that's weird. Mm.
4: And probably new decals.
1: Yeah, I mean the uh, the one hundred eight. I want. Primarily because um, we used to ha- we have one in Auckland uh, that was flyable, oh, cool. and so they always used it as as a BF one hundred and nine in uh, aerial battles at air shows and stuff like that. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that kid's got a great little engine in it too. Yes, it does. So I, get, I guess the uh, the main difference is they've turned them into profi packs, I guess, whatever that means.
2: Well, Profi Pack basically means you get photo etch, um, masks, occasionally a bit of a bit of resin.
1: I've also noticed just on that BF108 box art, has that got a stencil of the African continent on the side of it? Yes,
4: it uh, looks like it.
1: it looks oh, looks that like is cool. that is cool. I wonder if is that available as a decal. Please <laughs> tell me if, if that is if that is that is a cool.
2: Well, I'd say probably yes. <laughs> All
1: right. Thunder Model, we got three of them. Yeah. First one, in 32nd scale, we have the US Tug... What? The Clark Tour 6. I think they've had a little misspelling uh, error. Not sure. Um, but it is a heavy-duty airfield tractor in 32nd scale, which means that if you have a 32nd scale aircraft, well, you can make a diorama with it, and you won't <laughs> oh, have any scale issues, which is a very good idea. yeah oh, yeah. Also in 35th, they are bringing out, bringing out a Heavy Wrecker Ward La France, Model 1000 Series 3, which kind of looks like a Scammel, but is sort of Heavy Wrecker Ward La France. I haven't heard of that uh, truck before, but it da- looks damn good. Mm. Mm. And... Looks like it's ready to tow. Oh, yeah. And in 35th scale as well, we have a long-range Desert Group F-30 gun truck uh this is the uh, cmp uh f30s uh this one comes with i believe if i've read this correct it is a 37 millimeter bofers gun in the back which uh i think hey, John, DF, well i think don is going to have a heart attack when he sees it oh, oh, it's yeah. pretty cool isn't it uh, when it when it comes to cmp's on the server don is the authority on it it's yeah he can't get enough of them and and when he sees the new cmp's coming out like this one he's gonna freak <laughs> what is interesting though is the fact that they have you know it's not a two pound or anything like that it's a 37 millimeter Bofors gun that is not something that a lot of armies use i don't know
4: no.
1: how they would have got their hands on one but either way no
4: idea but i want this
1: <laughs> oh yeah i want i want this one as well i know uh nick scale armor he's just got the uh the other version of this the, the other new one that just came out so uh, very cool and of course it's in a corner scheme so you, <laughs> you know it's got me going getting a little bit warm oh, under yeah. the collar so
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, anyone ever built a thunder model kit uh nope
2: no oh. um I've got one in the stash. Oh, what have you got? Haven't built it yet. Um, I've got the Scammel. Oh, nice! Yeah, the uh, recovery variant. Oh, that's the best version. (laughs) It is such a cool looking vehicle.
1: Oh yeah.
2: The big option is: am I going to build it out of box, or am I going to Mad Max it?
1: (laughs) And also, are you going to make? Are you going to build a uh, tank for it to tow?
2: Probably not, because just it's just a great looking subject on its own. It's just so chunky looking.
1: Oh yeah yeah they are so cool okay up next from war slug i think
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that that's a weird name war slug where do you come up with that uh it in, looks very afv
2: club the boxing doesn't
1: it a little bit yeah yeah from from war slug and mm. 35th scale we have a thirty five. 485 medium tank spring 1945 number 183 factory full interior kit. Oh, oh, sorry, I got excited. You good? You yeah, good, know, I'm good I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good. This kit will include a metal gun barrel, metal bullets. <laughs> I'm probably meaning they're probably thinking nope. shells, um, <laughs> photo etching, clear parts, workable track, workable suspension, 3d print parts, Resin parts, magnetic parts, and a workable gun. Oh. That part confuses me. W- workable gun. Um, Probably
4: workable recoil.
1: You'd hope so. Um, <laughs> this kit will also <laughs> comes this with kit, a license to own a tank. <laughs> <laughs> this kit will also include a T thirty four book included, which uh-huh. is a nice little touch. That's I like yeah. that.
0: Dude,
4: yeah, that's pretty neat.
1: Talk there about setting go. a standard. Jesus. Yeah, definitely that is that is really cool the only thing like it is a full interior which like the concept of a full interior tank is nice it's just one little issue with that tanks are designed not... so you can't see into them exactly uh, <laughs> a, the, the only way you can display it is to have it all taken apart so it's kind mm. of like what's the point
0: it, um, it could be cool to have it like where like part of it got blown up or something so you can
1: actually see on the inside or there's like crew coming out or something. Yeah, yeah. or you'd have it as a diorama where they've taken the turret off and it's suspended on a crane or something like oh, that. Oh, yep. yep. Yeah, but mm, other than that, most people don't really do that with tanks anyway, so it's kind of yeah. adding in yeah, a I lot of... I kind
4: of did that with my King Tiger. I uh, cut one side of it out so you could see inside of it. I also cut one side of the turret out so you could see all the interior in it.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'd say the only reason you'd ever build an interior is just for the fun of building the yeah. interior. You know, oh, it's yeah. that uh, that's that whole thing. Of the it's like, you know it's there. Exactly. And that's enough. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Warslug, never heard of them before, but um, for what they're providing, I'll be happy with
0: one. Mm. Even yeah, if it is can. T-34, I'll take it. <laughs> There's so many things you can do with a T-34 too. Like,
1: so many things. Oh, I'd be tempted to make mine, like, if I had one, make it a uh, Korean War. That Yep. yep, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, if everyone goes Berlin or something like that. Nah, I want a Korean War one with a nice oh, hole yeah. going right from the front all the way through the back, <laughs> through the engine coming out the other side, just like what the Pershings would do to them. I was about to yeah. say, you got to get oh. a Pershing to go with it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Did, did, did you know that that would happen, uh, Ian?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, mm. yeah. The, the Pershing's totally outgunned those.
1: Yeah, well, it got, there was a story. Uh, Garrison did a uh, Pershing episode. And they put three rounds that went right through the front of the tank, through the engine block, out the other side. But it looked, but the tank kept rolling, and they thought they hadn't knocked it out. So they kept pumping more and more rounds in, it, and then eventually realized, oh, it's just punching in through the entire tank imagine your your armor and your tank is so superior it just goes right through the others <laughs> like so superior it becomes almost obsolete uh, but also could you imagine what the inside would look after three 90 mil uh, rounds have gone through it well, fuck, oh fuck imagine the poor bastards on the inside who were still alive they've just got these chunks of well, i don't think they would have been alive with the overpressure oh <laughs> uh, yeah no yeah yeah, yeah right. the overpressure right. would have killed them yeah, it'd
2: be, ho- they'd be definitely
1: would have been hosing that one out. Ooh. <laughs> don't worry. Hey, look, there's his eye. It's like, ah, don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's buffable. Don't worry. We'll buff out. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> get the new guy in here. You He's got, got some work to let's do.
2: Let's to paint interior color. We'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> why?
0: Why are all the other tanks white and this one's like a pink color? Don't worry <laughs> <Yeah>. about it. <laughs>
1: uh, except you wouldn't get. You'd probably be disqualified in any judging for that one. They don't really like that kind of stuff, do they? Oh no!
4: Oh, probably not. Which is like, well,
1: you know, you're doing a representation of a war diorama. Yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of ick. They're, they're they're gonna, gonna hate my the Ukraine diorama I'm working on. They're gonna <laughs> probably kick me out. Speaking <laughs> speaking of uh, Ukraine, from Clear Prop, they are bringing out in seventy second scale a Zis five V truck. Ooh! The uh the sort of soviet general purpose truck from world war Two. they look very soviet world war ii yeah mm. like that yeah it's just if you didn't say if you if this was unlabeled and you showed someone you would say that's from soviet russia just because just from the looks yeah uh from what i've heard clear proper extremely good kits is that right has anyone built one not yes. yet
2: Still, I still, there's a couple of kits I wouldn't mind getting, some of their Japanese aircraft. I've heard a lot of good things of them.
1: I'll tell you one thing, your love of Japanese aircraft, if Dennis was here, we wouldn't be able to get oh, you two five. to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> is five. Dennis is our resident Japanese aircraft guy. all right right, yep. But. Yeah, truck. Uh, apparently, this is an this is labeled an advanced kit as well. So I, I shudder to think what an advanced seventy second scale kit is. I mean, I've only just dealt with that Musuru Cup Ural four three two zero in seventy second scale, and I don't like seventy second scale armor. I really, really it's don't.
2: Too small. <laughs> it's too small.
1: Like <laughs> I broke the drive shaft. It's still broken. Every time I try and glue it you, you know you've got the dual wheel axle at the back and yep. you've got to connect
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's I keep breaking it and I'm pretty sure it is still broken and I just gave up after a while cuz <laughs> no amount of super glue would keep it together and I just and it was just from general handling and the plastic oh uh, it's ironically that kit has the best ground base I've ever made in my life, so I can't be too annoyed with it. But
4: uh. I guess I forgot that was 172nd scale you was working on.
1: It was a bit of a letdown, considering the other years of Moose Cup builds. You know, not to throw shade on them. I know they, they do a great, great service, and the competition is really cool, and they do it out of the kindness of their hearts and all that, but...
2: Yeah, well, considering it started off as a joke between us and the Canadians. Did it? Yeah. Oh, do tell. Yeah. Well, they challenged me to build a Gundam kit. Uh-huh. So I challenged them to build an American muscle car. Oh, yeah. And then we did it. And then the following year, the, um, the I think Hamilton Hobbies got on board mm-hmm. in, in, um, in Canada. And then we invited a few more podcasts. And now, look at it, it's going great guns.
1: Yeah, I, I was quite surprised we got an invite to it. Um ah, everyone gets an invite. Yeah. Of course, we're certainly going, right, so we've got this competition. Who's going to do it first? And I know Garrison and Dennis immediately found an excuse not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a 70-second guy either. Well, we didn't, well, you didn't even know what it was going to be. You don't know what it is. No, uh, <laughs> no not, yeah, yeah. not until the, the, the date. Mm. it is fun though to speculate it is fun to yes. go well this year they did last year they did this The year before they just
3: yeah.
1: like Jane uh, old james skiffins he was thinking it might be a ship or something like that which i really wish it was now um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Well, yeah well julian's really got to pull his finger out because i don't even think he's got his finished yet hasn't he he's got um how long have we got like three weeks
2: Three or four weeks, yeah, something like that.
1: I've, all I've got to do is my um, submission photos, but because it's you know unedited photos, I suck at photos. Oh, oh yeah, it's only me. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> I I need editing just to hide things. So <laughs> mm. uh, there's a reason I don't let people within a meter of my actual builds. You know, they, they go, oh, they look really good in the photos. It's like, yeah, they're going to stay that way.
2: well you keep them in a cabinet so people can't get too close
1: Ah, i just don't i just don't invite people around to my house (laughs) (laughs) problem solved okay up next we've got another border model this one we have a uh, a6 m20 in 35th scale full interior with engine kit uh stress skin details three marking choices and of course, they released their 35th scale uh, Kate torpedo bomber yep. with a, an aircraft carrier superstructure. It was, it's the same, they're doing the same, it's the Akagi, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, it was. Well, they're, they're releasing the Akagi again, but this time with the Zero. Uh, mm. This is a, um, yeah, flight deck with the Zero, everything, but they're releasing the, uh, the uh, Zero as a separate kit as well, which... I'm all for. Um, seems to be a big push towards 35th scale aircraft now, which
2: It'll I'm totally marry them, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think they're trying to make it work with, um, you know, just trying to standardize it a bit better. Because uh, you've got 35th scale armor mm-hmm. and figures. Well, then if you want to do, say, an aircraft diorama, well, then you've got to make figures at slightly different scales. You know, thirty-two and thirty-five if you look at them from a distance, they look the same, but if you put one side by side, you, it's noticeable enough. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think one of the things is they might just be pushing just so you can have that make life a little bit easier on people, but also so you can make those sort of dioramas of 35th scale aircraft with the 35th scale figure um, vehicle, all of that. Mm. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So yeah. And then, I'd love to try one of these as well. The Oh, actually, that's the other thing I was going to say. I'm loving the fact that they're doing just a section of a large-scale thing, like a carrier superstructure. Yes. Um, I think that's one thing that a, a few companies might want to look into, is just getting something that, um, like, say we were doing with their uh, ship turrets and stuff like that. Getting something, just exploding it into a slightly bigger so you can get hyper-detail and make it look cool, but not having to build the other five meters worth of aircraft carrier. Um, yes. mm-hmm. You know, something that, say, the uh, the Bofors octotuple uh, pom-pom that the British have. Something like that in 34 scale would be amazing. I'd love to have that. Or oh, even... Definitely. Okay. say they've done turrets of ships well, what about turrets of aircraft because those can be mm. very complicated and detailed things so you get say the dorsal turret of an aircraft of from a bomber or the the uh, the american ball turret or something like that and height and you can like enlarge the scale in hyper detail it. i think something like that would be really cool yeah absolutely no, really
4: great yeah you know, i said edward used to make a, I think it was one sixteenth scale um or maybe it was larger than that. Or no, it was one six scale uh, instrument panels. Really? Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and Eshi, remember, Eshi used to do the F 104 and the F 16 cockpit.
1: Oh, that is awesome. I'm going to, I need to find that. That is cool. Mm. But I, th- I think that's one way that model companies can pivot and uh, still keep things interesting.
2: Mm. Well, one of the ones I found really ridiculous, in my opinion, was the companies that were bringing out like a single tank track.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh That's, my god! Yes. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> mm. Or um, there was a company in Japan that were doing one to one scale, like eighty-eight millimeter shells and yeah. rounds. Which, okay, I will admit, I did look into buying one. Only mm-hmm. with shipping, it would have cost me about a hundred bucks, and. Uh, no plus something that size probably would have been the same amount in paint So yeah. to paint it I mean an 88 shell is quite large
2: and, and, to, and to actually get it painted well enough that it doesn't look like a model kit because of that mm-hmm. scale you want it to make it look as real as possible yeah
1: that's and that's just going to be a shit fight <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> put it, put it exactly. easily <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah try to make plastic actually look like brass in that scale
1: yeah. or steel Ooh. yeah good luck <laughs> at that point yeah. it would be easy and cheaper just to get a uh, a piece of brass tubing and just mill it you know yeah it would be oh definitely all right <clears throat> up next from the large scale to the small scale from trumpeter we have an m1134 striker anti-tank guided missile system in 72nd yeah. scale as well as an a6e intruder in seventy-second scale as well. Both of these, I am very happy about. Although the Intruder, even more, just because the Intruder is a very, 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 very cool aircraft. Yes. Oh yeah. But the uh, so the Striker looks. It has a lot of detail in them for seventy-second scale, which still won't get me to build it, but it's it's nice. But yeah, not. I'm not sure how good Trumpeter aircraft are. I've only built one trumpeter kit in my life. Um, it was all right. Yeah, it depends. Depends. If it was it A, B, or
2: C team that done it?
1: Oh, do they? Ha- do they have that? Oh yeah, they do.
2: Yeah, you don't want a kit done by their C team.
1: And no, let me guess, they don't tell you. No. You no, find yeah. you, you find <laughs> out. You halfway. only find out halfway through the build. <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> exactly because <laughs> I, I built their um, vk 30 30.01 h prototype heavy tank that was really that was a really good kit actually and then I've also got their su 152 uh, early version and that's got a like and that's got stuff like a metal gun barrel and stuff like that so it must be yeah. must be oh, good sweet
4: so I got a br52 uh, locomotive in the stash that I've just been staring at for years now. <laughs> 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 Only trumpeter kit.
1: Okay. And lastly, from Hobby Boss. On the left here, this one is for Garrison. We have a German Panzer <laughs> Panzer Panzertragerwagen, Panzertrager, whatever. In 72nd scale, and is basically a train transport uh, truck And it comes with a Panzer 38t. Hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: Garrison.
0: Yeah, I'm just kind of contemplating how the fuck that 38t is like sitting inside of the little train carrier. Like I'm looking at it, it looks like a Higgins boat put
1: on a train track. It pretty much is. I bet. Yeah. So that's in 70 second scale. Um... I thought the 38T part would get Garrison going, knowing how much he I'm loves, just, loves I'm just
0: too confused. I so just My mind right now is trying to...
1: Yeah. Well, that didn't take much. <laughs> 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 and also in 35th scale, we have a Chinese army type 15 light tank. Um, take my t- money. Do you want it? <laughs> 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 uh, it actually looks very good. Um, and also... So the uh, German Panzer, fuck, Panzer goddamn German, will be retailing for about 63 USD, and the Chinese Army Type 15 light tank will be retailing at about 115 bald eagles. Oh shit! (laughs) Take take my money. (laughs) They're (laughs) proud of that one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that is a. Oh, that is a lot of, a lot of my, I mean, it is, I was looking at the sprues and all that, it is a very highly detailed kit, but, oh, 115.
4: A hobby boss, though, 115?
1: I mean, uh, uh, how good is hobby boss for their armor?
4: Uh, yeah, pretty I, mean,
2: yeah. I built their Pershing, and it wasn't a bad kit, in my opinion. Went together well.
1: Okay. So, but I've heard a lot of bad things about aircraft and ships. Like, their ships are, like, Trumpeter ones, but less detailed. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, they, but they're, like... I mean, it did raise my suspicions when I saw a um, USS Arizona in 1.350 a scale, and it was retailing for about, mm, $20. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly yeah. It's, not, it's not not popular, is it? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd be uh, definitely having second thoughts if it was that, Jake. Uh, yeah. What's the quality
1: going to be like? It's like, well, it looks like a boat. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's like the 222 I'm working on right now. It's a hobby boss. And just found out that it's actually the rebox of the old uh, TriStar kit. Oh which was an excellent kit for the time and really still is, still better
2: than the Tamiya. Really? I just find Tristar a oh, yeah. very over-engineered.
1: Over-engineered great, for what they a Great little kit. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, like I've got, um, Oh, was it a, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. It's a Marder, And the gearbox at the front must have about 30 pieces. Jesus. Oh, oh yeah,
1: <laughs> that, yeah it's, That's, that's it's putting Dragon to shame. Yeah, that it is. is.
2: <laughs> and, and, it's, and and it's not like a hull. Everything's like walls. You got to build up. Oh and, no!
1: Oh god, no. That's the worst. Yeah,
2: that was like the
4: chassis on the two two two. It's probably thirty to thirty five pieces, and it's and it, you have everything has to fit precise, or it's going to be you know out of alignment. Exactly. Exactly. It's like in the end, it's like no one's actually going to be able to see this if it's on the ground. <laughs> <It's
1: Mm-mm. true>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: trying to find true. shortcuts
1: and shit to get into good stuff.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> all right. For, so that is all we've got for uh, hobby news, just a short one. Now we're going to get on to the section the good old works in progress. And we are starting, as usual, with uh, Graham Garrison. Hello. I always went a bit weird there for a second.
0: So I'm yeah. going to shut up
1: for a bit and let you talk for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh I got two slides. The first one, I just completed my entry into the North Africa campaign, uh, group build for our podcast. This is the British 8th Army towards the end of the North Africa campaign. I got the Tamiya Universal Carrier, used the uh rush running gear and track sets and uh did some scratch building on it uh bashed some figures and uh yeah just made a little base and for the most part it was fun towards the end there i was getting a little antsy really really ready to be done with it because i hate the desert and i just really wanted to start on this strv (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but um, i'm glad i took my time with it and uh yeah that's that's that
1: hang on i've just got to find um someone wrote a very nice review on this, um, one moment. What? Ah, here it is. When you posted it on Facebook, top comment: the author of the sheet of armor it glues evenly, oh, yeah. and if you can't <laughs> do it, you plaster it and not and not mark it with rags. <laughs> yeah. So if you look closely, thank you for reminding me because I totally
0: forgot about that. The <laughs> waiting white for picture it. There, uh, where you got the SMLE up against the back of the universal carrier. There's a tarp, a brown tarp kind of flowing in the wind. And just below that, there's like just a little segment where it didn't get filled all the way. And it's like so itty bitty. And out of the like 80 pictures I posted to Facebook, this guy finds that picture and commented that. And then the dude, <laughs> he doesn't post in the group. I'm the only one he's recently commented on. And I looked at his Facebook page and his models, not to be that guy but he ragged on my shit. You know, respect goes both mm. ways. His shit looks like a five-year-old painted it. So. <laughs> Definitely. Well,
2: yeah. That's usually the case with those guys. Yeah.
1: Well, and also oh, some, sure. something like that, like, cause the, uh, the universal carriers bolted on, um, <coughs> plates. And there are photos where you see joins like that do start getting gaps where the bolts and stuff start mm. getting loose. You know, See, not,
0: it's accurate. You know, they're it's... not
1: sealed. They're not a, They're not welded or anything. They're bolted on. No. They start getting a bit loose and loose, and they start making gaps. But that—that's why, you know, they're bolted. That's what happens. Yes. It's a moving object. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also like to point out. Um, Garrison did paint one of these fig- figures, and he does look like a hybrid of Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin and Hitler. Uh, I noticed <laughs> that it's, that's, the, that's the one. You did have a photo of it, and it's the one that's not on here. Um, just like to point that out. <clears throat> the Eugene. I thought Sloan he looks one. more
4: like Eugene Sledge. Yeah, 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 it's, it's that spinner
1: guy there with the stin gun. Uh, and the cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> he, he He looks like Hitler. <laughs> I don't, yeah, more like Eugene. I didn't know he went undercover. <laughs> <laughs> How about the corporal with the mustache? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: so he he talks a bit funny. <laughs>
0: uh, and then uh, right now, I've been working on uh, since yesterday started the STRV by trumpeter uh, really fun little kit so far uh, i'm about halfway done being with it being built um then i got this wooden base which i did a mock-up of what i'm going to do i'm going to do a little uh, swedish village that's been absolutely destroyed by artillery it's going to be like a little cafe and storefront with like an apartment on top of the store so it's going to be fairly destroyed with a little trench running through the uh the buildings, the STRV is going to be going by with a uh, Russian conscript anti-tank team sitting inside the trench, waiting for the STRV to leave.
1: Cool. And how, how's your other uh, your Ukraine dio
0: going? Uh, it, I'm waiting for that one guy. The guy who made the bottom, he's a captain in the Air Force, so he's quite busy at the moment between moving and uh, flying to, like I don't know, fucking africa and, and japan in like three days uh <laughs> so at the moment i'm just waiting until i can get the top piece covered or the top piece for the base because i don't want to start on the base and then you have to drive like 30 miles to his house in the bed of my truck and the base get ruined so as of right now i have everything on hold Uh, until I can get that top piece done. But once the top piece is done, I'll finish whatever project I'm working on and start back on the Ucrando. Oh,
1: yeah, because how how big is the space again? It's Um,
0: three and a half feet by two feet. Jeez. That's right, yeah. Yeah, let me take a picture of it real quick, because it's fairly freaking large. And I've already done a BMP-2 and a Humvee, as well as a couple figures for it.
1: How, how many figures were you doing in total? Like forty? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Jesus, you might you might be finished by next year. <laughs> well,
0: if if uh, if I can actually get the get the base done, uh, or or the top cover for the base, it the base itself might take me maybe I don't know, two three weeks to do. Because it's, it's a fucking tree line with fields on opposite sides and trenches that's obliterated by artillery. Like, it, it won't be too difficult. It's fairly straightforward terrain to do. It's just getting all of the figures done, which honestly won't be bad. Because a lot of the guys I'm doing are multi-cam or that Ukrainian camouflage. So, not, okay. not too terrible. But I sent a picture in a podcast planning... Uh, of the base right now with the box of figures and the, and the
1: couple vehicles there. Okay. Very cool. It's definitely going to take you. You bring a three foot base to a model show. You're definitely going to get some attention on it. Oh, for sure. And then they're going to look closer and see like, there's
0: a dude being carried off without a leg and there's dead guys. Like, (laughs) Yeah, and then
1: you'll be disqualified immediately.
0: Then, yeah. Then I'll have a rant. Clint will send me have a rant about fucking the reality of war and how it's
4: sad to hide it. But, yeah. Then I'll be drunk. It's definitely taken you a lot longer than the you know three days that this war actually took. I know, right?
1: <laughs> All right. All right. I'm up next, mm. so this is my yes. current build, my uh, 1-700 Tamiya USS Hornet. I've just realised I'm doing a lot of Pacific War themed lately, because i got this, which is, you know, of course I'm doing the uh, Doolittle Raid with the uh, B-25s. Um, then we'll be starting on the next group build, which is spoiler, but we'll get into that a bit later on, maybe, maybe in a different episode. Um, yeah, I'm just making a lot of pacific war theme stuff right now which i don't mind at all
2: is a good thing yep
1: absolutely. Hey, hey, Callum. Yo. the
0: uh the aircraft are the wrong color <laughs> <laughs> still on a cactus <laughs> i'm in kansas bitch no longer in cali can't do that
4: <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know i mean it, it looks olive drab to me <laughs>
1: Uh, I've already had comments online of, oh, "I, it's, it's like yeah, it's the wrong shade." It's like no kidding, it's bare plastic. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just giving him shit from the comments the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately had someone messaging me on um, Instagram, like if he was writing paragraphs of what color blue because they blue varnish the tops of the decks and what it should be and all of that, and I pointed out. Yeah, yeah, it's just bare plastic, and he's just went, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm, you know, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> telling this you now to you to you now. It's like, great, guess never what I asked. asked. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you jumped the gun on that one because whatever. But I mean, he sent a lot of cool stuff through, so I won't, you know, begrudge him too much. I mean, it was pretty cool, so. But. Uh, so yeah, my 1700 ship. I am on the uh, 1700 ship train right now. I'm loving Check them. You. And yes, yeah, so I'm going to start priming and painting all of this soon, and it's going to be a YouTube video. So yeah, yeah. No, it's going going really well. Although I have, I did lose one of the anchors. Uh, that just, I don't know where that went. It it dropped onto the desk, and it just disappeared. I've searched. every... A 3D printer. I'm not I'm not gonna three D print a one seven hundred anchor. <laughs> it is way too small and also I've got to replace the uh the the bottom of the VAT film. What was it FEP? Yeah, the FAP. Yeah, I've got I gotta replace that because it, it mine's knackered, so yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna mm. photo- I'm just gonna do photographs where it just you can't see it. Um And also we we're talking about the uh Mushuru Cup. Just before, so this is my finished one. Uh, nice, very nice. So yeah, ironically, this is the best base I've ever made, and it's on a scale I don't like, on a subject I don't like, on a on a <laughs> kit I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Back so and back. <laughs> so what what this is is a uh, Horizon Island Defence Force inspired mural four three two zero. I've attached a. 1939 61K 37 millimeter anti-aircraft cannon on the back. And, yes, uh, and it's got a uh, recognition flag on the top and all of that. So, uh, for Ian... When I say Horizon Island Defense Force, it's a uh, yeah. it's a it's a world that we've built within the podcast based on a video game, but it's the sort of
2: uh, right. third
1: world Pacific Island nation uh, who just use surplus stuff of whatever they could get from other countries, and they kind of just jury rig it together, and it's not in the best condition, but it, it works, and
0: you know, it's it, 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 it's, yeah. a, it's about the, the equivalent of a, like a like if you bought Fiji from Wish. And
1: then handed them a bunch of different like of military stuff. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much, yeah. It's um, it, it gives us the freedom to make rusty things with uh without people bitching about it too much. Yes, but they still bitch. But you know, oh yeah, so they it. still do. But to say, like, hey, it's this is a fictional uh, nation. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. You shouldn't use that tank then. It's like okay, you fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, my also my other thing was you know. The H I D F is a is a micro machines podcast thing we have. It's our first time in the Musuru Cup and the the rules are you can do whatever you want to it as long as you can identify it as a Ural. Yep. So of course I'm gonna represent the podcast in the only way I know how, doing something that is <laughs> you know, sacred to us. So Yes. Hell yeah.
2: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> it looks good, Callum. Thank you. All right, Garrison? Mr. Group Build, you're up.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Micro Machines podcast, North Africa campaign group build. You got like, fuck, I don't have two weeks left, a little over two weeks to uh, throw in your submissions for the North Africa group build. Here in about a week or so, we will be uh, announcing the next group build, which is, I mean, you just listen to the podcast, <laughs> some stuff on the Discord, you can kind of figure out what it is, but. Uh, if you have anything, we have a recreational and a uh, competition submission portion, so have a really cool prize at the end. Cannot wait to judge and see what you guys
1: bring on to the table. Yeah, because I can I can tell you now with the especially the competition builds, we are oh, going to yeah. have a difficult time judging. There is some amazing stuff being put yeah. forward. Like definitely, you know, you got Martin's bloody jumping the cliff, S.A.S. Jeep. Uh, you got Nick's, um, CMP fuel truck and, um, is it, yeah, McHale's, um, you know, Italian tank with a cut up German tank and all of that. So, yeah, this that is going to be, diorama's this, stunning. this is going to be difficult as hell to judge and I can't wait for it. So, yeah. Yep. So get your submissions in, even if you've been, even if you haven't known about the group build and you sorta fit within the time frame, go for it. See what happens. So yeah, so this group build group build will be coming to an end. So the next one will be group build number five? Mm, Yeah. uh, Six I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, six. Holy shit. How time flies. Right. Jeez, yeah. But yeah so, so, yeah, group build number six will be coming up very soon, so you'll have another chance for prizes and all that. We will be announcing the topic very soon, and, I mean, you could probably, if you listen to this episode hard enough, you can probably guess what it's going to be, but <laughs> we won't say it directly, but if you've been listening, you can probably figure out what it's going to be, and uh, I've known uh, Ian knows what the subject is, and... Uh, Yep. he sounded pretty interested in it um, here, here, here's
0: a hint Super five. Thank <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so after the uh, first of March we'll have our usual group build announcement uh, announcement of the winners and stuff like that but yeah you got a couple weeks so get them in quick and of course. After you've listened to us, um, we encourage you to go and listen to Ian's uh, on the bench. Go listen to the first 10 episodes. You'll love them. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <know> <laughs> as,
1: as we tell our own view uh, listeners and viewers, when they say, oh, we'll start from the beginning, it's no. Start no, from the latest no. one and work your way back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and once you get to I it- going to say,
4: what number are you on now?
1: What episode is this? Uh. 59.
4: Yeah, so start on number 60 or 70. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, wait,
1: give it about another year or so. We might have figured our shit out. No guarantees, but... So, yeah, after this, go watch, go listen to On The Bench. You guys are up to episode... How many episodes?
2: 180 something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They're a little bit further than us. Um (laughs) Yeah. And of course, you have also uh, Scale Model Podcast, M Show, Built Sideways, Fruit cutters Union, Just Making Conversation, Model Geeks, Model Insanity, Plastic Model Mojo, Plastic Posse, Small Subjects, Model Biker Poden. That's a Swedish one. All done in Swedish, yep. so if you know if you can understand Swedish, go listen to them. <laughs> and of course, at the very end, we do our usual thing of thanking our Patreon supporters. That is Paul Gallagher, uh, Lord Floki, which is uh, Clint, he pays to be on the podcast. Idiot. Uh, <laughs> you guys need to
4: stop, start paying me. You keep asking me to be on here.
1: <laughs> bitch, we don't even get paid. <laughs> hey, I,
4: I give you a dollar every month.
1: Oh, Mr. Moneybags over you. here. <laughs> that Hearing dollar goes, goes to Pinju, <laughs> As well as Robert Judson and Robert Brisbane. You guys are all Awesome. And just a reminder, we will do an official announcement, but the 48 in 48 group build for uh, Models for Heroes are coming, is coming up in the middle of March. I will be one of the hosts for that, as well as Ian. Ian's going to uh, be... We'll be yep. Ian's uh, done it before, so I'll be getting as much information on how the hell we're going to do this from him. And,
2: uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a load of fun. It's great fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I tried to be part of it last year, but I had things that got in the way a lot of people you tell people yeah i'm going to go incommunicado this weekend i'm going to spend like 48 hours just building models for some reason they think they take that as you're not doing anything yeah. and they go oh you're not yeah. doing anything hey eh? it's like no i'm quite busy actually hey. yes but we're going to do an announcement uh, an official one later on but uh it'd be good to uh we'll uh, put it on the uh, facebook page you guys can find out all about it Join us. Having an an MMP community Um, turnout would be good. I mean, I will be getting Garrison, Dennis, and probably Clint on during the live streams, if uh, that's all right with Ian and the others. Fine with me, mate. Sounds good. Heck yeah. And last, the last thing we have to say for this episode is a big, absolute, big thanks to Ian from the On the, On the Bench Podcast for joining us this week. Um, hopefully, hopefully, this doesn't damage your reputation too much. Um- <laughs> <laughs> if your viewership drops
0: because after this episode we we yeah, apologize in we advance. take no
1: responsibility
2: so <laughs> uh, really, thanks for having me on guys really really <laughs> had a good time
1: absolutely mate we'll uh definitely look at getting you on for another time see if, for yeah. a, a regular episode where if there's a, any any vehicle from uh first second whatever whatever world war any vehicle you want to talk about and your friend, normal friends have stopped listening to you. You are more than welcome to come on to our podcast and you can go for it as long as you want. That's our style here. If you've got something you're passionate and you want to talk about and it's, you want to relate it back to modeling and all that, you are absolutely welcome to come on and talk to your heart's content about it. Sounds great. All right. So the last thing for us to say is if you are still listening and or watching to this episode of the Micro Machines podcast, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We will see you next week, where we'll talk about I don't know something else. Something right. Dennis comes up with. Oh yes, it's Dennis. Uh, he's finally going to turn back up on the uh, the podcast. He's got see, a bit of a, see. He's been a bit MIA for the first part of the year, but um, we'll make sure he makes up for that. All <laughs> right. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Deuces, so, fellas.
2: Bye.